Welcome to podcast 19. Uh, this week we are joined by special guest, Mr. Ben Marks. Some of you may have heard of him. He's been our photographer, videographer, and our little, uh, well, should we say sidekick or driving force? <laughs> I'm still amazed that we're at episode 19, mate. I'm not going to lie. We're doing bloody well, you know. And we have not missed a week yet. We have not missed a week. Consistency. We'll yeah, probably talk about that today, won't we? Because we always do. What, how we've arrived at 19? No, oh, just consistency. That's all. It's just a, it's a thread that runs through every single podcast, isn't it? A running theme. Running theme. Let's start off anyway with uh, Ben introducing himself. Who are you, Ben? Who are you? I'm, I'm Ben. That's it. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you do? How do we know you? Fact, before Ben jumps on, in, for, for those that are watching it on YouTube, if they are, can you just appreciate Ben's setup in, com- in comparison to the bang average setup that Rob and I have got. Do you know what I'm going to tell both of you to do here as well, right? I don't know how close you are to your off like beds. If you both go and get your duvets and chuck them on the floor, you'll reduce all of that echo in the room and it'll sound so much better. We've got echo in the room. I can hear it on both of you, yeah. That's bad. If you if, like genuinely next week, next week. genuinely just go and put a bed sheet in the room and watch how it takes the echo out and you go, oh anyway. Um <laughs> Well, this is what you get from being a professional uh, fitness photographer, content creator, podcaster, jobby jobby and all of that stuff. So um, my name is Ben Mark. I am an international fitness content creator. I capture weight loss transformations. I help coaches to elevate their business, to tell their story on social media and get the people out of themselves so that then they actually produce content that's more authentically them. Uh, I'm a dad soon to be a dad of two children in the next couple of days and uh yeah life's a bit crazy <laughs> life's a bit crazy <laughs> cue nope. the lack of sleep yeah i'm gonna say there's more of that coming your way though isn't there there's more of that coming your oh, way oh yeah so i i was gonna start this off like we just mentioned before coming on in terms of like we know that you've been through one hell of a transformational journey yourself so you know just delving into that and What's intriguing for us all the time is, and I guess for other people, is what was it that triggered you to actually change? Like, you know, well, I guess you can start off by telling people, like, where were you before you, like, started, you know, your your transformation journey? And what was it that tipped you over the edge that went, do you know what? Enough's enough. I'm sick of looking and feeling the way that I look and feel like that, and I'm making a change. Because you've drawn a you've drawn a pretty big line in your life. So I used to work on the PJ Golf Tour. I used to travel around Europe and the Middle East, uh, Morocco and stuff like that, installing TVs on all the big golf events. And it was phenomenal to see the world. I was young. I was often left in charge. It taught me so much about being comfortable with being uncomfortable, learning, um, learning to work multiple people because there's never the same people every week. Um, but one of the side effects of it, and I didn't quite realize at the time I was eating a hell of a lot. Like it was just a very much a culture of every night going to the pub, um, going and eating food. There was no, like nobody ever went to the gym and, um, it just, the biggest part of it was I was up in Scotland for, I just come back from somewhere in Europe and I was up in Scotland for four weeks and, um, I ended up smashing back so much crap food that I just remember getting home and just being incredibly like uncomfortable and I used to rush back on a Monday to play five aside I got back home I think it was about three minutes into the game and I was literally like blowing out my ass I literally couldn't breathe 
ended up scoring probably one of the best goals I've ever scored in my career uh completely out of the blue and then literally just collapsed on the floor because I was just so out of breath and I hadn't seen my then girlfriend at the time um I went to do what you do when you're with your partner and uh initiate any of that type of stuff and I just remember looking at myself in the mirror before it happened and just going how the hell is she even interested in me and it just flipped a switch I, I, I generally don't know what then happened in me other than the fact of I just went I just 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 isn't good like you know what's going on and um yeah that the journey just went on i lost 38 kilos um uh, it's probably a little bit more than that because I, I never weighed myself at the start i just started taking a bit of action and then did it uh, it's probably why i've never really beat myself up about scale weight because it's just it's just a number um but the you know that then led me down a path where i completely recreate myself my girlfriend that I was with at the time was very much uh she'd lose two pounds and order a pizza to celebrate um so it's just a vicious cycle of just never ending kind of like not getting anywhere and that really then spurred me on and then all of a sudden I kind of combined the fitness for uh, the fitness side of things of what I had achieved with uh the photography that I was already doing like I did a little bit of just like BMX and mountain bike stuff from being a kid and um which led me on today then just you know obviously do, doing what I'm doing helping people capture that transformation and also just helping people to see that like a lot of people get so beat into that place that they're just looking for that ab definition that tricep definition the bum shape like whatever it is trying to get them to see that but then also associating that with just the person that they've become not just the person that they look like now wow that was a good summary yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. in, I mean, you just said then, I mean, lost 38 kilos, did you say? Yep. Phenomenal. I was, I was 100, and, I think I was 119 kilos when I did first weigh myself and I got down to, I think it was 83, whatever the numbers were. I remember it being about 38 kilos, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, you just knew that it was it was time to change. Like you say, you get back from football and you're literally like, you know, you're blowing, you're struggling. And I guess you realise the effect across all of your life, because I know that obviously in your career and everything, things have massively picked up since you've started to prioritise your health. But just going back that step there, you said that like, you know, your girlfriend at the time, she'd lose a pound or lose two pounds and then she'd celebrate with a pizza. Okay, now that I can imagine was insanely difficult for you. So how did you handle that situation? Like, you know, you're on your own journey here. You've got your girlfriend there who's losing a pound and eating a pizza to celebrate. <laughs> I can we, tell you what two. happened. We split up about three months afterwards. <laughs> Separate direct. Well, I'll tell you what, it that's one way to deal with it, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that, and actually, to be honest with you, it was actually she broke up with me because she realised that she just, she didn't want to go down that path. Um, she wasn't quite ready for it. And I've no idea what she's doing now, but um, I looking back at it now is exactly what I needed as um, as a man that, you know, is now providing for a family. Like it's exactly what I needed at the time to go on my own journey and find myself. Um, I've always been quite happy as a person. I've always been someone that can just take things quite lighthearted. I don't beat myself to a pulp if things don't work out right, but I just try and keep it improving. Um, and it very much was just a chance for me to feel good in myself and just feel like I could do something. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. And that's why a lot of people then end up going into the fitness business, well, fitness uh, space as a business, because once they've had that progress, they realize how fulfilling it is to do it for yourself. And then when you do it for others, that's why 
so many people want to help people. And that's why people like you guys, you know, get amazing transformations because you know not only how good it feels, but also that consistency of keep doing it every week. It's just having that bigger impact. And I think that's the thing that I started realizing that like back then I wasn't going to have the impact that I could have had on my life or could have had with other people. Um, and I didn't really know what I was going to lean on to in the future. I never really realized that this finished journey was going to lead on to what I'm doing today. Uh, but I'm bloody thankful that I did it. <laughs> oh, I, I can imagine because, I mean, yeah, it's been one hell of a change, not just physically, mentally, uh, but professionally. Like it has is, it is had a profound impact, to be honest, on every single area of your life, even relationship-wise. Like obviously you've got your missus now, you've got your kids, like you said at the start, you've got another little one on the way. So like you've just set this prime example, you know, going forwards from here, what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And you said a part of your journey then you were like, you know, when I started, I just wasn't really focused on weight. I wasn't bothered about that. Now, that's fascinating in the modern world. As you know, you work with loads of fitness professionals. We all talk about it. Me and Chris were talking about it on a podcast just the other day. You know, when you look at weight, it's the thing that everyone goes to. So you weren't focused on it. A, why? And B, what were you focused on? The... I suppose, obviously, I, I did track the weight. It wasn't like I wasn't uh, just completely ignored it, but it was like... You didn't become attached to it. it. It's not relevant. The, the thing is, it's like, you know, I look better now. At, I think I was at 84 kilos just before I went to Dubai. I look a lot better now at 84 kilos than I did when I was at 87 when I first did my first cut. Now, obviously, my body's changed shape because I've, I've kept training and stuff. Um. I just never had the attachment to it. I was never, I saw that the scale was massive and I just knew that was a number and then you just come down from that. I think probably what helped me, and this is going to sound like a really weird way of putting it, but it, it makes sense to me now, think about it. I used to drive everywhere in Europe. So we'd have to drive from London to Portugal, to Sweden, to wherever. And it was fascinating by like when you're in the UK and seeing miles and knowing that that mile took that little bit longer to go through compared to when you were in Spain and Germany and France, you're seeing kilometers and you see a lot more kilometers, but they were going down a lot quicker. And so in my head, I was like, okay, well, I'm this figure. If I just get on with the journey and start taking action with it, that probably just going to escalate quickly, uh, which it did. Like, you know, the first few weeks that most people have, have got a bit too much weight on them you know typically get a lot of fat loss in the early stages because your body starts taking you know taking those steps forward i just i i suppose i'm fortunate because a lot of people don't and then they beat themselves up about it but like if you i think the key thing with this is if you feel like you feel brilliant in yourself okay i'm gonna stop just there i, I bet you could ask anyone listening to this right now that they've had a moment in time or let's use it in a more of like a romantic scenario where you might not have felt like you looked your very best yet you've had one of the best nights of your life and for most people they will relate that to most people relate to how good they feel with how good they look now did you even think about the weight that you was at that moment or like how you felt in that moment probably not you just remember being happy in that moment and you had a connection with someone so when you're at this new low weight that you've achieved or like on the journey to it if you can enjoy being you still it doesn't matter about the weight it just means that you're progressing forward so focusing on the weight and if it doesn't budge then beating yourself up okay if it doesn't budge then it's like okay let's push it up a gear let's see what's not working and fix it but for me it was like if i if i associated that journey with okay that's just where i'm going to i didn't know what i was going to look like at 83 kilos 85 kilos i had no idea all i knew is that when i got to the place where I wanted to be, whereas like have more ab definition and just have a bit more muscle to me instead of being a Mr. Blobby, I'd 
probably feel happier. And so what I did, you know, and that's what led me on to moving on in my relationship. And um, I think the first thing I really noticed is that I noticed that females were looking at me a bit more compared to what they used to. And I was like, mm, this is nice. I'll take this. Um, and even like now today, like I've still been training hard, you, you know, you just, I, you know, not saying everyone's staring at me, but like you glance at people looking, you go, I must be doing something right. And that was for me, that was more of an indicator of that's what I wanted. I wanted to feel like I look good enough to everyone else in that respect of like, okay, well, I'm obviously doing something in, com in comparison to like just being another one at the back of the crowd that nobody noticed you. Yeah, and do you know what? It's always a nice feeling, isn't it? When you're losing a bit of weight and you get a bit of attention. I don't think any human being can ever deny that. That little bit of external validation put, always puts a little smile on your face, and especially if you've not been used to it. And I think what's interesting there is, you know, you saying about, you know, how you look better at this weight now than when you were obviously in your initial fat loss phase and things like that, because I've touched on a journey from years ago, apart from the stage where I'm at now, to be fair. But for years, when I weighed 100 kg when I was in Croatia with a friend, like that that was the best shape of my life so even when i was down at like 83 kilos i i've said this hands down i said i still felt better when i was at 100 i, I still looked better like that i was in better shape when i was heavier and it's that great insight into people realize like why did you look better at that particular weight well because you've been consistent with your training you've carried more muscle definition you like that you're basically just in a better place due to the consistencies that you've put into your life but also the lifestyle change that you've inherited i can imagine there's been many things that you can tell us like what has changed in terms of you know lifestyle habits of ben before he went into this journey compared to you know the way that you live life now because this is the most critical thing this has actually become a lifestyle for you it's not just, um, you know, it's not just being, oh, yeah, I've done this transformation and here's my pictures and job done. You've actually changed mm -hmm. your life. I think the, the main thing for me is I've come to realise, and this is why I keep challenging myself, is if I feel like I'm doing something good for myself and working towards something every day for myself and then in the business and then in my family life and stuff, I haven't really got too much to complain about. So I know that if I eat a load of crap and I don't feel good, then it's obviously going to have a knock-on effect. That doesn't mean that you can't get to a stage where you can't enjoy being that person and having an extra bit of cake or fucking bit of slice of pizza or whatever. It's more the fact that, like, for me now, I just operate so much better. And I think a lot of people... Because you don't... When you start a journey, you don't know what it's going to feel like or what you can achieve out the end of it so for me now i know that when i feel like i look good and i put decent clothes on and i feel confident that has a massive impact on my decision making and everything like that so for a lot of people and i'm sure you and chris have both had the same thing where you you know when you're feeling good in yourself that you go like oh my decision making is better i'm not messing up on as many things or if i am like okay I've learned enough processes and I've gone through this thing where I know I can change things. Whereas for a lot of people, when they start the fitness journey, they don't really know that they can change things. They've just got to trust the process of you guys that are teaching them how to do it. We now know from the flip side of that is that give us any task and we can find a way to do it because that fitness journey is just us picking up weights or moving weights in the gym and just eating less food and understanding why we're doing it, not just because we're being forced or we can't afford to eat. It's just the fact that we've decided to go down that journey to see what we're capable of achieving. So if people started looking at the, the weight loss journey of like, what am I capable of achieving and not judging themselves on whether they're good enough or not, just what are they capable of achieving? 
they'll probably get the transformation they will, but also they'll get the the mindset and the capability transformation that is what is the best thing that's come from all of this lot. Me having abs is great for five minutes. Me running and changing the lives of hundreds of people through my own business means the world. And that wouldn't have happened unless I allowed myself to go through the fitness journey of doing that. Yeah, completely. And I love what you said there about like the, th the thing of not being good enough because I know that one of the number one fears that human beings have is that fear of not being good enough. You know, so many clients you speak to and it's like, you know, what's up like that? Well, I'm, not, I'm not good enough like that. I'm not worthy. All of this thing. And it is, it's picking people up from the bottom. And I actually put down here just as, as you were talking then, like cognitive performance for me is one of the biggest things that clients overlook at the start of their journey or they don't realize, like you just said, then the impact that them changing their health actually has upon their cognitive performance, you know, the way how they, you know, make decisions, the way how they go about day to day life, that impact is overlooked because all they're thinking about is the scales. Whereas you've come at this from a completely different angle. I love that you've just basically said, as long as I'm working on myself here and I'm getting better each and every day, I'm happy about that. And it's not really to do with the other side of things. And you've you've noticed, obviously, you've been able to be consistent with that and, and recognize that to make the long-term change that you actually have. Now, as you've gone through this journey, you're a human being. So I know that you've definitely had to overcome some obstacles. So tell me then, like, you know, you'll have had many obstacles. Talk to us about the, like... From your memory, what's the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome as you've gone through this journey? And how did you overcome it? In the practicality sense, the toughest thing I had was that when I started all of this lot, I used to travel a hell of a lot. So for me, the consistency of knowing where a gym would be, if a hotel had a good enough gym, what food I was eating, you could be in a different country and not understand a word of any of the language and you just have to kind of pick things out. And this was before the days of Google Translate and stuff. Um, so that was really difficult. And I used to almost put like a, what's the point in doing it when I can't do it? It's a lot easier nowadays. Um, that was probably the hardest thing for me in terms of doing that from a practical sense. From a mindset related side, from what I know now, I would probably say is having the having an understanding of why. Of, of why like you were doing so it? many people. Yeah, why I was doing it and also why it would help me get somewhere. Okay. Because how, like how I could throw that, that question back to you two. Like I could I could throw that question to you two. Like why you rock up every day, do the podcast put the effort into, you know, turn up to clients, keep pushing to sell more spaces, to help more people change their lives. You have that, probably have that deeper reason why is it you're not just now doing this for you. You're doing it as a deeper reason to show like, I can do this and I can change the world and I'm capable of it. And I don't want to stop until I literally can't do it anymore or I fall out of love with it. My why when I started was I was always the kid that never felt a part of something and this is only something that I've really come across recently is that like I played football. I was often bullied for my weight. Um, I, I, I said, we, we won a lot of trophies and we were a good team, but I was never like the fittest and fastest on the team. But for me, the thing of it was, is I just wanted to feel good in myself. And um, I didn't understand the bigger, why that it was important to find that for myself. 
And so that was probably the hardest bit because you often then beat yourself up. You're kind of like, oh, this isn't working. Or if you have a crap day, you're kind of like, oh, what am I doing? This is all the nonsense. I might as well just go back to being that person. And so I think that mental barrier of, or like mental headache of going through that because you don't understand how good it feels, the flip side of it, when you know you can control everything. And I think that's the big thing that people don't realize here is you gain control. What you have at the start is you've got a lack of ideas and a lack of how to make that work. Once you get control, now you're in this place where you've got to manage the control. And I think that's the bit that most people don't understand at the start. You want to be in a place where you can manage it and keep it in a good place. Whereas when I started, I just knew that I just wasn't good. <laughs> and that, that was all I knew. Yeah, and I think, well, at some point, I know I've definitely had that feeling of uh, of not being good enough. It's, you know, you put yourself down, you lack that self-belief, but I love that analogy that you just basically put across there is, you know, it's a case of gaining control. And when you're in the position where you've gained control, it's now a case of managing that and, you know, and staying in control of your life. Uh, manage, I guess it comes back to that thing, doesn't it, of control the controllables. You know, and I was just listening actually to the High Performance Podcast on the other day. I don't know if you guys have, have uh, listened to it, the Eddie Howe uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and he speaks about this in, in the podcast of, you know, like, you know, look, I can impact the players only so much. So I'm going to worry about everything that I can control. I can control the training. I can control this, that. And I thought that, that was a fascinating thing of him basically taking a step back. Because again, like any human being, he was incredibly hard on himself for what happened at you know at Bournemouth in the footballing world. And this is the same thing that translates over to fat loss journeys, even muscle, but with my, translates over to health and fitness journeys, to building businesses, to relationships like that. It's this thing of people actually lacking control in their lives that leads to them basically feeling unfulfilled because they're, they're, they're scattered at sixes and sevens. So when you said then as well, one of the key things that you came out with. Can I just double check you? Is Chris still alive? He hasn't said anything yet. Chris, he's still with us. I'm, I'm writing Chris a novel. A, a Don't mute. worry. I'm re- writing a novel. Are you writing a book? <laughs> oh, page two already. So, guys, what, what Chris is doing is Chris is actually now scribing the podcast. <laughs> it's going scripted, oh, right? <laughs> That's what it is. Um, what I was going to say was, you said, obviously, when you were on the road, right? So you were on the road and you had thoughts of what's the point in doing it when I can't do it? And the reason I want to touch on this is because this is going to be invaluable for our clients. And I feel for like the kind of people who are going to be listening to this. Like, how did you actually get past that limiting belief? Because that is a limiting belief, right? And that is something that I know so many people when they're on the road or, you know, they come to us and they'll say, you know, it might actually be an objection to actually wanting to start their journey. Oh, no, I can't do this because I'm always on the road and I can't control what I'm eating. So give us an insight into yourself, how you manage that limiting belief to still make progress during this time. I can't lie. I didn't do a very good job of it. I won't go sitting there yeah. like initially, as let's say initially, because I obviously I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to make better choices when, you know, we were often in our petrol stations or like stuff. So I was just trying to make better decisions of like picking up a salad instead of just having a sandwich or like, um, you know, like just trying to eat meat a little bit more instead of kind of just any old whatever. Yeah. And so obviously you was, you know, that was a hard bit. And then I think just like trying to, like with the television, what you're often lifting TVs, lifting things. It was almost like 
I started to learn that I actually really enjoyed the install and the derig of the event it was because I was actually physically moving a lot. And I was like, I could get my, it was almost like, you know, when you're in the gym and you're like, right, I'm focused, I'm down, I can do this. That for me, like when we was pulling all the cables and it was like, I was thinking like I could do tricep kickbacks. This is almost going to build this up. Like it was almost like using what I had in front of me. And it might sound a little bit silly, like people who work in an office go like, well, I can't really move much from set my desk. Well, when you do 45 minutes, really deep work, get your head down and go for a 15 minute walk around the block and come back and do it again. Because I'm sure you probably work more productively in that 45 minutes to take a 15 minute break, get your steps in. And then you go, wow, I ticked all this work off. I got it done. Yeah, surely yeah. if you sat there and used all those 15 minutes that you were walking all day, but you wouldn't have felt as good if you didn't take that little break and just kind of take the steps. So it's it's going well if i can't adjust these things that are around me or it's going to be a very difficult thing to do what can i you know do i actually want to achieve this or not like have i got the balls to actually like make this thing happen or am i just going to be another excuse like that that's probably the answer that people need to hear is are you going to sit there and be another day where you just go you know what i'm average and that's all i'm going to be or are you going to stand up and be like someone who can potentially change the world, not change other people's lives? I think a lot of people don't realize as well is that actually, what if you go through this journey and make it happen and you change someone else's life because you've inspired them to do something? How much would that mean to you over the cost of the inaction that you're taking by not doing the thing that you should be doing? You know, you know the fact that. that there's other people around me that have changed their lives now because of what I've done if I'd yeah. known the capabilities of that at the start, wow, like what did what you know, how much harder would I have pushed? Like even harder. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump in here because this is this really resonates with me. Are you are you still here? Just about, yeah. Just about. <laughs> my, co- my coffee's kicked in now. My coffee's kicked in. Um he's back. So well, going going back to when I was working as a performance analyst in football, a lot of these questions I was asking myself. So similar to you in a lot of ways, a lot of traveling, sitting on a bus, sat behind a computer screen, really long hours. You know, you prep for a game, analyze the game, post game, it's review. It's really, really long days. And it's a conveyor belt of fixture after fixture after fixture. Very, very little time in between to really prioritize yourself, focus on yourself. A little bit of time, but not much. And I was constantly meeting other performance analysts at other clubs, other organisations, speaking to them. And as each week and month went on, I was looking and I was going, there's nobody else here that I'm surrounding myself with in that field that take care of themselves. They're, I'm not going to say obese, but on the more overweight side, clearly not too much of a fan of going to the gym and training, which is something that I, I really did enjoy when I could fit it in. Even conversations that I'd have, everything was about football analysis and that kind of stuff, which which was great. And obviously there was a passion that I had to do with analysing data and improving performance. And that's exactly what, what I do now in the fitness space. But mm-hmm. there was a very, very, a, 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 lot, a lot of questions like that where I was like, is this something that I can see myself doing for a long time where I'm going to continue to put my health and it very similar Ben in terms of it's service stations, it's convenient food. Now the training ground food was fine, but still it was sort of out in front and you could serve yourself. And you know, there's, there's a lot of high carb stuff because when you elite performers, they need, they need to carb up before they go and perform. If, I'm, if, I, if there's a big tray of pasta in there, I'm, I'm diving in. If I've, if I've worked eight hours flat 
on my computer and I'm starving without training, without moving, literally a thousand steps in the morning, I'm going and having two plates of pasta. So there's a, there's an education piece in there as well. Oh shit. Um, shit so. Um, so yeah, my, my point here is that it was linking that poor quality of food, poor quality of, of life outside of the, the, the working space. And I touched upon what you said at the start, Ben, in terms of like, the quality of your immediate relationships. Now, at that point, I was I was very much single. So when I did have some downtime, it was right, let's go out and get steaming and, and you know go and try and pull some birds. So there was also a fact of I don't feel confident in doing that. Were you I, good at that? Well, you you tell everyone. <laughs> Carry you, on. You, you you were with me half the time. Um, so there, there, there was loads of factors where I was like, right, there's got there's got to be a change. And I don't think I can really pinpoint one moment a lot like you, Ben, but it was taking a bit of a look around where I was at and looking longer term and going, if I continue down this path, I'm not going to be able to focus my attention, A, on myself, but B, on the things that I'm really passionate about, which is general health, training, feeling good about myself, but also impacting others. And that was the, the big kicker because I then went into a position in a job that I didn't feel like I was impacting others. So that was the the one thing that then was like, these are the four things aren't happening. And now this thing's not happening. I need to change. So there's all these different factors. And it's, I, I, I wasn't taking notes. I wasn't fucking lying when you were like, am I still here? So I've put like quality of food linked to performance in terms of how you were keeled over after playing football, everyday tasks, quality of sleep, quality of your immediate relationships, all of these things. If it's shit quality, you're going to have a shit quality of life. And when we link it back to the feeling, and I've put like inverted commas or in capital letters, that's the one thing that I think when you get the feeling of training well, getting a handle on your nutrition, get a hand, getting a handle on your sleep, and you get that feeling of, Jesus Christ, I am, I'm feeling really, really good about myself, no matter what the metrics are saying, no matter what I'm lifting, no matter what the scales say, no matter what my body measurements say, I feel fucking great. And it's about really going after that feeling mm. and the challenge for clients is that you can't measure that that's the challenge they all oh no I, I need to get to this number on the scales then i'll get the feeling bollocks it's absolute fucking bollocks you get the feeling when you implement really key fundamental habits day to day to day to day to week to week to week before it happens but you can't we can't tell you when that's going to happen you're going to have to live it there's your rant, and yeah, let's know what you think. Turned up. That that were that two coffees over that one. That that, 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 that was a bit of a stronger one, yeah. <laughs> it's um, do, and do you know what I I think? Like looking back to going back to what you're saying, then about being a performance coach is like if the system that was in place there was enabling you to get the best out of yourself where they're going, well, hang on, if we keep Chris at his best, then you probably would have stayed in that job longer because you would have felt more fulfilled. And so, okay, it's not like, you know, you, you almost wish businesses actually had that emphasis on like, hang on, if we actually get people just concentrating on this shit, we'll probably all get better results. And what was fascinating for me is I left the business after doing my transformation and a lot of them have seen my growth with everything and seen what I've done. And obviously they, they only know the outsides of it. And then when I speak to some of them and tell them what, what's happened, and I, you know, I obviously I've known them for quite a few years, so I can talk to them quite openly. 
what was fascinating is looking back at them now and like looking at all of them, they're all going to the gym now. Like they're all telling me, oh, should we go to the gym in the morning? Like when I worked with them a couple of times, they were like, oh, we're going to the gym in the morning. I was like, where was you lot three years ago when I started doing this? And what I didn't realize was that then I started to trend off of like people going, well, hang on, like look what he's done by just looking after himself a bit more. And so it's a shame because I look back at that business and think, you know, I probably would have stayed in the job longer if it was more, there was more ways of finding better way of living out of it. And so the hard thing with people, and this is why a lot of people do pivot out of businesses, is realistically the businesses that are looking for their own performance. If they looked at your performance and took yourself seriously, which is what you guys do as coaches, is you look at John, Sam, whatever his name is, and go, okay, well, he's not fulfilled. Right, okay, he wants to be leaner, he wants to be healthy, he wants to be happier, but why? Oh, because actually his job really means a lot to him and he really wants to perform at a high level and get somewhere with it. So he gets known for doing it. Like you guys, you want to be known as the best transformation coaches. You want to be known as like life changers. So you need to put yourselves in a place where you can operate at the best level. And you've only done that because you've been through it and you realize what those peaks feel like. So, and obviously like you get a client in and they go, yeah, I just want to hit 80 kilos. I need to hit 50 kilos, whatever it is. And it's almost like, listen, you've got a great focus and that's the great thing from experience here. I think you need to look in this direction, not this, because I don't think that will make you happy because I've, I've experienced it. I'm not saying it won't, but I'm saying it's unlikely to. If we focus on just generally how your life is, if it's your life's 20, 30% better, then you're generally going to be happier, which is going to allow you to have that peak moment where you go, this is good. Relationship's good. I feel good. I feel attractive. I feel confident. My work's improving. I've got a promotion, all those things. And you'll suddenly go, oh, right, now this all makes sense. I mean, I couldn't have said that any better. Literally, and I put down on that, you know, give me, literally, mic drop. Give. I was like, you know, give me one person whose actual goal is weight loss, right? It, it's It's no one's goal. And that's literally what you're just saying there is, you know, something that we do, you know, on our consults and stuff is dig deeper. And people find it so challenging because they've never looked beyond the external. The external is the weight loss, but what's going to happen internally? What are the actual changes that they're going to go through? And I also put down something that you were saying about earlier. Basically, it's about being an example rather than a warning to those around you. And what's basically happened for you is you become an example for those around you, but you've then inspired others. You know, the same way that I have by changing my physique, the same way Chris as well, like you have, like that. there's people in our network, which I think is one of the most fulfilling things is people have seen what you've been through and seen the changes that you've made to your life. And like you said, they've recognized it and gone, my God, if that's what he can do just by making a couple of tweaks, like I want that feeling as well. And then they jump onto it. And that is just an unbelievable feeling. Now, I'm going to ask you to a question here. I know this is your podcast, but I'm going to throw something back to you. Fire away. So I'm not going to I'm not going to dig deep into what happened because the conversation we had will stay between us two. But when we had it, however, you're now in a place where the business is going really well. You're helping people, and you're doing even more of what you said you wanted to do because you've now put yourself through the place of going through all these transformations and digging deep and wanting to surround yourself like with better people like Chris, like you wanted to get away from the overweight people that were just so focused on the job that they weren't looking after themselves and it wasn't making you feel good. And Rob, like when we were talking, like you wanted to be achieving even more and seeing even more and making those things happen. How much of a difference has it made to you to both being around or closer to the types of people that are now keeping you up at a level or pushing you past the level compared to when you're at a level where everyone was just happy fitting in 
Go, Chris, you want to go first? Yeah, massively. Like I think like the the the, the quality of the environment that you place yourself in is what's really going to help push you to the next level and keep pushing you to the next level. So, for example, prime example is the the, men, the M10 mentorship that I'm on now, four weeks in, and my thought processes, the, the the challenges that I set myself every day and week are totally totally another level compared to what they were. From a, from a confidence point of view, even four weeks in, I'm significantly more confident in terms of approaching people in the gym, talking to them about their goals and their targets, no matter who it is, whether it's someone I'm familiar with or not. So from a point of view of that, it's it's the, the, the quality of the culture and the environment that, that you position yourself in. And I, I think that I, I, I try and ask clients and friends and family this as to, you know, like, we're, we're, Ben, you'll have, you'll have some Rob, you'll have some clients whereby that all they'll focus on is work. I've got time, I'm going to time work so stressful at the minute. And it's like, what, at what point do you do you question the environment that you're in? And at what point do you, uh, that can span over, over years and, and months. But so going back to the original question, it's, it's the, the, the people that you connect with and ask questions of. And that's, that's something that I, I haven't done, you know, only being in, in this in industry for you know a year and a bit i've tried to be as much of a sponge as possible yet got complacent with it at the same time in terms of recognizing that there's an opportunity to grow with any single conversation whether that's on instagram that with with whoever it is in the industry or somebody on the gym floor and just just being that sponge and just try, sponge and trying to absorb as much information you know, reflect on it, make it my own, and then implement. And also just fucking appreciate that I ain't going to be perfect, never, and I'm going to get shit wrong. But go in, if I get shit wrong, learn from it, don't do it again. And I think like we said in the last, last podcast, just don't be a fucking knobhead. Be a nice guy. Just, just, just be a decent human being. Ask questions. Always want better for yourselves and other, yourself and others. And I don't think you can go far wrong with that. Yeah. I think from, from my side, Ben, in response to that, it's, um, you know, I know, like anyone, that I got in my own head, uh, you know, during those challenging times. And it's a very dangerous place when you get in your own head. And especially if you're in your own head and then you're spending time with potentially, like, you know, negative people or people who are draining the life out of you. And that's even more dangerous then if you're not spending more time with people who are inspiring or who are ahead of you in the game. And that was the most challenging bit. And I remember even Chris saying to me on one call, pretty much along the lines of get your head out of your ass, you know, and I think you said it as well, you know, and it was that kind of thing for me being challenged in that situation was fantastic because it also started to take away, um, you know, comparison to others. And rather than, you know, me looking at people who were ahead of us in the game, it was actually looking at those guys and going, I actually need to fucking be around you because you're going to take me to that next level. I think this is a great lesson for anyone to learn on a fat loss journey. Don't look at someone who's ahead of you and go, oh my God, they're doing better than me. They're this, they're that. No, no, no. Like, what are they doing? Can you take note and learn from them to inspire yourself, to raise yourself, to play at the next level? Because that's ultimately, you know, what ended up happening for me and being challenged was absolutely fantastic. So, you know, going around, again, it comes back to the environment. I literally did a post on this, um, when was it? It might have been yesterday or day before. I was just saying, you know, 
if you change your environment, you change your behaviors and you change your life. It's as simple as that, because those people who are positive and who are energized and who are inspiring to be around will help you raise your game. And if you hang around with those people with a negative energy sucking mindset, they will soon be the first ones to tell you to fuck off. They will not stand for it. And it's this thing, isn't it? It's about raising your standards. And I've even learned this working with clients. It's like literally if I if I know that I've given everything to someone and I'm getting nothing back, there comes a point where I literally just call them out. I'm like, you either raise your standards or you leave because I'm not willing now to waste my energy on that because I know that it sucks the life out of me rather than, you know, me actually feeling it, which let's face it, we should feel energized from working with our clients. So going to that and, mm-hmm. you know, and ultimately I'll actually go to a point in that as well. One critical, critical thing for, I think for me during that time and something that I've really tried to push more of late is as well, I actually spent less time with my family and less time with my friends. And the reason why I say that is because even when you're around inspiring people and you're driving yourself to that next level, I think it's really important that we still stay connected to those closest to us, you know, our friends, our family. And that was one thing, what what I did again for going into my own head, I took myself away from the inspiring people like that. I took myself away from family, away from friends and almost tried to like, you know, basically lock myself in until I eventually then opened up to a couple of people and was like, I'm fucking struggling. You know, but it was all because of the environment that I'd created around myself and in my own head. And then it was stepping out of that and going, I need to perform at the next level. I think something else that I can add to this, which is a key question and something that I know we've posed to our clients again in the past, and I pose it to many people, if I'm going to challenge them on where they're at, if someone comes to us, they're moaning at us, it might be a friend, family member, who knows, it might be a client. And I say to them, I'm like, do you want to be average, good or outstanding? Because if you're going to be average, you're going to get poor results. If you're going to be good, you're going to get average results in the modern day world. But if you're going to be outstanding, you're going to get excellent results. Okay. And it's that thing of going, can we raise the game? And that's the truth, right? Anything that is outstanding in the modern day world only gets you excellent results. If you're going to go for good, you're only going to get average results. And if you're going to be frigging average, you're going to get poor results. And that's what people need to recognize is that it is stepping up. And I had to ask myself that question. It was like, right, what do you need to do to get up to the outstanding level? And it was ultimately hanging around with the other people and being inspired by them. And I think the most important thing that I took out of, I think what we've all said here really is, again, the importance of our environments and how we, you know, our perspective on the people that we actually let into our environment and how our environment has influenced us to make change, all of us. Amen. Mic drop. (laughs) I can't drop this microphone, it costs too much. Yeah. Did, did we answer your questions? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Eventually, eventually, cool. I can't even fucking remember what it was. Show you up now. Yeah, what, what uh, was the question? Again? Did you enjoy cake? That was it. It did was. You want um, us to go again? No, I felt I'm done. I feel, I, I'll have fallen asleep. I've got such a dry mouth at the moment. I don't feel I want to wait again. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Well, look, let's um, I say let's wrap it up there. But you know what a fantastic little episode, and then obviously no, let's not leave it there. We've got another yeah. couple of minutes, right? Come on then, throw more. If you're sat on your end of your bed, thinking about the one thing that you massively need to do to make your life and everything better, what would it be? Talk to people. Talk to people. In terms of 
just communicating with people. And I mean, this is face-to-face, this is social media, it's creating connections, whether that's from a business standpoint, whether that's from a um, getting feedback point of view, because you just you just don't know what conversation can change your life from a point of view of you could make a new friend. You could actually speak to somebody who's in a position of significant, significantly more experienced than you, and you could get a nugget of information around business, around social media, around training. From a selfish point of view, that could genuinely change everything that I do from a training point of view or a social media point of view. Um, and this is this is something that in 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 recent weeks it's setting out targets for 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 what I want the next six to twelve months to look like. If I don't fucking talk to people, none of that's going to happen. It just won't happen. It's, it's impossible for my targets to happen and my goals to happen if I don't talk to people from a personal point of view, from a professional point of view. Simple as that. Oh. Travel more to less fortunate places. Why? to appreciate more. I think something that we don't do in the modern day world is appreciate what we've got right in front of us. And it's something that I've looked at and gone, if someone would have offered me to be in the position that I am now 12 years ago, I would have outright snapped their hand off. And there's days where you get flustered, you get stressed, you get upset, you get annoyed. And if you just take one step back and you appreciate what you've actually got and what's actually around you like that, then yeah, you know, it just brings that feeling of peace. I don't know if you guys both practice gratitude, but I think recognizing what you have got rather than focusing on what you haven't got, because that's what we tend to do, right? We're always chasing something. So for me, it would be that it would actually be to travel, to be traveling to less fortunate places. And just of late, I'm sure my um, uh, brother and sister-in-law won't mind me saying like, you know, they're, their son has been, you know, born and he's had some difficulties and stuff. And it's been a really, really challenging uh, time. And it's actually, I think it's it's just been something that I've seen that's just grounded me a bit and made me even realise, fuck me, I'm fortunate. And, you know, and I don't just mean that, but there's also like there's other instances, you know, within life. Like there's a place that I've always wanted to go in terms of Africa, you know, like that. An incredibly less fortunate thing. And someone said to us once, they said, yeah, but have you seen how happy they are? Right. So for me, it's recognizing that, bringing that into our lives and yeah, just, just focusing on what you have got and be, being grateful for it. Sign of appreciation. Ben, I, for you. Go for you, ben. I was going to get Ben to answer that one. <laughs> Go on then. Yeah, we'll do that. And then I'll save this one for after. My thing is just allowing yourself the time to work out what you're doing. I think a lot of people overwhelm themselves with going on like I need to take action every day whereas if they actually stop and just just recalculate and just make sure that they're definitely taking all the right moves and just like I said to maybe just take that one percent change of direction um it's something that I've had to massively do uh with the amount of travel that I've done uh, I think I've done nearly 500 hours in my car in the last year that for me like Sunny went wow like if I put that into an hourly rate or if I put that into just time with my son my wife me resting um would be phenomenal to change that and it, you know i'll never completely disappear but i've realized that taking a bit more time out recently to just i've built something which is amazing um i'm very very fortunate to work with the amazing people that i do i've now realized that i've got a bigger capability and i think it's just allowing myself the time and space to be vulnerable and make mistakes again and that's going to be what's going to lead me on to my next big thing so i think it's just having that time to just keep tweaking that thing and then go and take the action that's necessary in order to be the person that you want to be.
feeds perfect feeds perfectly into the next question so what is it then what is what is that vision what is it what what is what is um, the plan to achieve my that? thing of it my thing of it is is that my my like a lot of people like the conversations that we have on photo shoots um because of the way my brain works and i like to challenge and learn more and see what people think to learn more and um I've got to a place now where I've got a really good idea of like what helps people tick and what helps people move the needle. And for me, it would be very much creating a space where people can come to me and we can, I, I want to get into public speaking. I also want to be in a place where I could have a bigger impact and not have to be away from home all the time and have all the extra workload of in like all the editing and the processing and keeping everything safe and all of that type of stuff should just be able to operate more. I've massively, massively enjoyed my journey and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to suddenly just go, boom, I'm not using a camera again. Um, but it's building a better system and moving into a place where people can, I can help people change their lives more. And folk, I want to focus more on the person, like more like focus on you, Chris, or you, Rob, today and go, well, okay, like, what's that thing that we're going to make you really happy with? How do we make that work in both directions? Because as a, as a parent, as a parent, um and a business owner it's been incredibly hard whilst trying to move house you know have another baby all of that stuff run a massive business travel and for me giving people the opportunity to have that person that they can lean upon that's gone through all of those things running a premises doing all of that type of stuff and understanding what it's like just to lean upon that person and have someone that when they're trying to strive for something like can ask them the questions that get them to the thought process that they need quicker in order to get that result effectively focused coaching is what the 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 nut of it is uh but more of a personal focus instead of like business development or anything like that like in terms of it by the way i just touched on a point that you came up with there you said obviously you know you, you figured out like what makes people tick um that's one thing but then also like how do you bring out confidence in people? Because you're taking people, right, who may well come to you, even though they've gone through a transition themselves. When they come for like a photo shoot with you, this is slightly to the side on this question, but like, how do you bring that confidence out in them? It's um, it's giving people the space to to just do it. I think going, as, like, you know, I've experienced a few photo shoots myself, go shooting with other photographers and just like, you know, being in general life. and. Those nights that you went out when you two were younger and you went out and had the best nights and they weren't planned and you, they were just spontaneous and you made memories and you were happy, they were never the ones that you put all of the effort into to make perfect. The ones that you put the effort into to make perfect are, are typically the ones where they lack any kind of like vibe, any personality, anything. So you've gone through this massive process of literally just narrowing down on yourself for so long. As a photographer, my skill should be, I should be able to pose you, get the lighting right, and then get put you in a, a space where I can get the photo. Most people just think a photographer just takes a photo and just press a button. If you think like that, then yeah, you're going to get average photos. My, my aura about what I do and what I've created is I wanted to create that space where people come in and go, you know what, I've, I've really had to overcome something here. It's never the fact they needed to lose weight. It was the fact that they're other half cheated on him it was the fact that they never were looked after as a child it was the fact that they've you know come from a bad situation and they've held on to that for so long and this is them coming out of that space so 
to be able to have that space where they can walk in somewhere as someone, see a different side of themselves from a professional standpoint that allows them to be the person they want to be, that typically has allowed people to then stop that burden, that weight on their shoulders and just give them more freedom. And a lot of guys will find it very difficult because it's like opening up and being vulnerable. Girls typically enjoy the process a lot more because it, for them, uh, they seem to be better at going into that vulnerable state and then really shooting out of it. Guys, when they do it, typically have had a longer form thing of like, wow, look, it's allowed me to just be at peace with myself, which is what they needed. Um, and I think for me, like, it's just focusing on that individual. It's making it more of that, like, we're going on a date. We're having a one-night stand. We're going to make this the best one-night stand. We're not going to have sex at the end of it because I'm a professional and I've got a wife. But we're also going to make sure that at the end of it, you feel attractive, you feel confident, you go home going, that was brilliant. And then from there, I then know that that person that I need to photograph is in there they're just going to give themselves the permission to do it. And then sometimes it has to be a bit of a pep talk. Sometimes I have to pull them out of it. I know other people don't do that. And that's not their thing. So they don't feel like they need to. Um, it's probably why I've ended up being so busy just because I can't not do it. I mean, that's a fair enough answer that. <laughs> and we're looking forward to coming down and doing our little shoot with you in December. Right. Well, depends what you're going to wear, I suppose. Well, you know, we'll, we'll keep that a surprise. Speedo. I've heard it's Chris Meeks, both, Chris Meeks, Chris Meeks, both cheeks, isn't it? Yeah, we've got them RCA Speedos, to be fair, they're sorted. Aren't they Mankinis, actually? Yeah, we couldn't get the Navy, though, could we? No, so they're white, and I the think... The plum pinchers. Water, water to make oh. it sick. <laughs> It'd be like the worst Diet Coke advert on the planet. <laughs> we, do you know what? We can give it a go, though. We can shoot for it, right? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just make sure we've got sick buckets around just in case it gets too much. I won't need to put the heating on in there. You boys will be bringing the heat, wouldn't you? Oh, I tell you. Do you know when you talk about uh, what is it, uh, stop the scroll content? I think we'll nail it with that one. Uh, there'll be a lot of people throwing their phones on the floor and never looking at them again. Oh, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. No, no, no. There'll either be a lot of followers or a lot of unfollowers. Yeah. They'll either go very viral and have a lot of inquiries or very quiet and sitting there going, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Ah, life goes on. Life goes on. Awesome. Right. We can wrap it up there though, can't we? Ben, obviously, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's it's been, a, been a class chat, uh, you know, running through all your journey and sharing some, I think, some phenomenal insights there. Chris, as like he said, he's written a full novel whilst we've been sat here. So I'm looking forward to seeing Ben get tagged in 24 posts as you release them, Chris. Yeah. Um, ben, how can people find you if they want to follow you? Because you do have a lot of personal development stuff. Uh, on. Yeah, it's just at Ben Mark Fodes on Instagram. That's where I pretty much put everything. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok, but I need to post a lot more on there. There you go. You've got it. Guys, you should know by now where to find me and Chris, but it is at robabbis.rca and at chrismeek.rca. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week. Cheers, everyone. Thank you very much.